When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> I, like, I want to say yeah, but wait, do it. You know what? <laughs> I feel like mad. I got a lot of shit for making fun of you for that. Now I'm sorry to oh, did all you? our listeners. <laughs> I did. Oh, People wow. were like, "How dare you pick on Bryce?" Woo, love that. <laughs> right. You know what? Love your you po- big bully, Bryce. <laughs> love your podcast. Love yourself. Hey, That's, amen. Hey, it's year three of. Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. That's crazy. I'm your host, Michael McMillan, back for year three. Now I feel like we're really in year three because you weren't here last week. We miss you so much. I was here all of year two. I know. No, I said last week. Oh, right, right. All right. See, this is why I start getting on you and then people pick on me. Uh, It's your other host. Bryce Johnson. And with us always is super producer. Riley Bray. And guys, uh, I say it every time. Let's just jump right in. We have an amazing guest for you this week. Yes. Uh, He's a comedian. He's an actor. Uh, he was on one of my favorite shows, Children's Hospital and Kroll's Show. He's from UCB, and currently you can hear him on Big Mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the clubhouse, Mr. Seth Morris. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for What's having up, me, guys. Yeah. yeah, Thanks for being here. I was literally, I was saying this before we uh, started rolling, but uh, you li- you've been on so many things <laughs> that I was like, I could talk for 20 minutes about all the amazing shit you've been on. Oh, nice. Well, that- that'll be a separate podcast. That's true. <laughs> Called How Do You yeah. Do It? Yeah. <laughs> Seth Morris, teach me how to live in this town. Oh, hand to mouth, baby. <laughs> well, then, Good. We're doing, doing everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check. Uh, I'm glad you got here. Yeah. We're, as we're recording this, it's in the middle of uh, the apocalypse. Yep. Mm. L.A. once again. Here we are in the fall. It's on fire. fire it's so yeah. sad. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. But you got here okay. You're safe from all the fires. Safe from all the fires. Traffic was heavy, but nobody, you know, people weren't outwardly freaking out. Yes. You know, I mm. saw, did I mention this last week about how I recently saw a car accident happen, like two cars in front of me? Oh, no. no. It was real crunchy. Oh, it really feels like the apocalypse is happening right now. I saw one yesterday coming back from the airport. It's been nuts, yeah. dude. What is it? People say as it's the Scorpio moon. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know about and this. we're in the middle of Mer- Mercury in retrograde again. Oh. I've been asshole driving. I'm guilty, man. What do you I, mean by asshole driving? I just like, ah, it's like I was coming home late. I wanted to get home so I could uh, grab my new puppy from a friend. And it was, she was like, I go to bed at 10. <laughs> Gotta get home puppy. puppy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so I get I get on the 405 and I get like, you know, like 300 feet behind the, the construction crew that's laying out cones. And then, you know, so you're just like following the slow traffic as they 
slowly cut off like three lanes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just like, fuck! Yeah. If I was like one minute in advance, I would have just been doing 85 down the road. But Getting new puppy from a friend sounds like a euphemism for something, but (laughs) I'm going to assume that you're actually getting a puppy. Have we talked about this on the show? I can't remember. Have we announced you? Yeah. Finally adopted a puppy. Yeah, we got a dog. I'm pretty stoked about it. Boy, oh boy. Have I seen photos in them? I ever in love. Yeah, she's cute, man. She's a little French bulldog. Oh, cute. Baby. Yeah. Oh man, I went to the uh the uh Silver Lake Dog Park dog costume pageant oh, yesterday. Really? Oh, it's fucking awesome. Were you <laughs> standing behind a row of hedges with a pair of binoculars? <laughs> well no, I got there late. I took my son and we were like oh, looking fun. over people, but it was it was really funny. Do yeah. you have a dog where you just like I do this have is a dog a way to do- entertain the baby? But it was in- to entertain the baby. I have a dog, but she would have been too too much of a spaz to go to yeah. this probably yeah yeah. But, you uh, can't handle this dog. i'm all i'm so about I, I definitely i fully believe that having a dog prepped me for having a kid in many ways and one of those is i like to dress up my dog and i think it got me prepped me for like i want another cute thing to like yes. dress up oh yeah, yeah. i was about Absolutely. to say bryce you did it in reverse yeah I, kids you first, had the kids first later. oh puppy yeah later now how do you feel now that you have a, a an animal that it's cool. It's a lot more responsibility, but like, fuck it. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I feel it's like the same principle as like getting up at like 5 a.m. is the same as getting up at 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. Yeah, it's yeah. just all fucking early. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll some change. Point, it's, just, it's, a puppy. it's all the same. Yeah. Puppies are a crazy amount of work, though. Yeah, they yeah, really are. It's more than you would think. I'm now, do you that. respect me more knowing that I've been a father of two dogs for all these years? No. <laughs> uh seth you were just saying before we started the show that you uh saw willow creek recently yeah and recognized bryce from it so good oh, i love that awesome. isn't I, it a great movie yeah because i love bobcat i love i think i've seen all I, the only one i haven't seen is the very first one hmm. um where the lady sucks a dog's dick yeah i was in that one. Oh, you were yeah oh i gotta see it That's is crazy. that um, why you decided you want to get a dog Price? <laughs> That's exactly why. Where can I see that? Out. Out. <laughs> Stream in regular places. I don't know. I guess you could maybe on uh, yeah, probably Amazon or something. Which one like is that? that? Uh, it's called Sleeping Dogs Lie, and I always oh badly right. so I call it the Dog Blowjob Movie. But it's so much. <laughs> it's so much more than that. It's like it's uh, it's it's sort of his first writing and directorial debut, and it's like uh, it's a sweet movie about. That's, I know that's crazy to say, but about what we the secrets that we should or shouldn't tell to our loved ones. And if we do, what are those consequences? And maybe things are just sometimes better left unsaid. Right. Right. You know, and I kind of live my life like that, or at least in my relationship. No, I'm serious. I've never, this is probably very personal, but I've never asked my wife. And after like almost, you know, 17 years of marriage, (laughs) what her past sexual history is. I just, I never wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I don't need to know it. Listen, on this show, we want to know all about your personal yeah. paranormal history, <laughs> right. but your personal sexual history. Listen, let me live it. You know, let li, li, live and let die. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. that the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me live yeah. it. Yeah. Live and yeah. let die. Let's take our advice from James Bond on this one. <laughs> Don't bring it up. Uh, I understand you've worked with Bobcat. Then I have. I've worked with him on. Um, I think on uh, one or at least one or two Marin shows. Oh, great! Yes, yeah. awesome. and then and then he was also. I used to do a show at UC, like a talk show at UCB, and he was a guest on that. And I've just always thought he was a. I loved him when he was the Bobcat that yeah. people probably 
think of. And then I started reading interviews about him, and I love his career. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think like, the world of the guy. I, I I I don't have the courage to do this yet, but I've heard him a couple times say like, I just kept quitting things until I landed on the thing that I wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. I you mean, he, he said the best thing he ever did, did was quit acting. Yeah. And that, like, gave him all of his opportunities. You yeah. know, he was just, and I've got, I've often thought about that. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> Maybe the best fucking Guess thing what, I could Bryce? Do right you yeah. and I are both well on our way to quitting <laughs> acting. Jeez. Unbelievable. Um, Bryce, it's great to have you back. Thanks, man. Uh, we missed you last week. And, of I, course, I this is here. all on the heels of we've not been able to talk about it on a regular episode. Mm. <laughs> We're now three weeks out of the announcement, but you have a Bigfoot show coming out that you are hosting. We haven't talked about it on an actual episode oh, yet. Oh, wow, that's crazy. We just had our secret drop. When does this drop? This is dropping in the middle of November, my friend. Okay, good, good. So, like, towards the end, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. It's that's been crazy. almost a month. My head's spinning because they, keep, they kept moving the date back, pushing it further, and I didn't know when to, to announce or when I could say something about it, but it's, it's nice that the cat's out of the proverbial bag yeah by the time this is out like we've already got a really we've i'm talking about like i'm a yeah. part of this enterprise you are you absolutely are <laughs> uh, i'm just riding those coattails baby Amen. Oh, yeah. uh december correct yeah december 4th is uh is okay. the air date of our first because it was november 27th yeah and that now got changed. moved yeah. okay cool, which cool, is great cool. it was gonna like air right around thanksgiving i'm doing a i'm hosting a uh a Bigfoot show on the Travel Channel called Expedition Bigfoot. Where oh, me, nice. Me and a team of scientists and researchers go exploring uh, the woods of Oregon and looking for evidence of oh, Bigfoot. Oh, that's so good. Cool. It that's was so a cool. total blast. It was so much fun, and, and it was really lucrative as far as evidence-wise. And so. if you, Oh, really? Yeah, if you, it was incredible. Oh, go ahead. No, no but no, I was no. going to say, so, so we started to talk before you rolled that Willow Creek is what sort of got, had, had something to do with starting this yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Were yeah, yeah, you, yeah were you a uh believer already and then got willow creek yeah i you already were or, or vice versa it made you yeah no that's exactly right i was always sort of into the paranormal and and bigfoot was it sort of the head of the table of that and yeah. uh when bobcat called he i don't think he had any idea of my interest in the subject and yeah it, and it was really just sort of uh kismet he was called and i was like I was like, absolutely. I mean, you got the right guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a perfect. Uh, Had blending. he heard you ever talk about this stuff on set? I don't think so. Because I, I mean, obviously, so. on was, paper, you were perfect for that part. Yeah, it but... was totally random. It was totally because I watched so Seth. I watched the film on like Netflix or streaming or whatever. And uh, you know, half the movie is obviously found footage horror f- yeah, kind of stuff, right? But there's a huge chunk of the movie where you're actually interviewing people in yeah. Willow Creek about the subject of Sasquatch, absolutely. And I was like, "Fuck this!" Bryce knows what well, he's and talking about. A lot of that was about. my own research. I mean, I had brought in, I did my own research, and I mean, it was like it, it was really only about twelve pages of script, and the rest, you oh, know, okay. it was just like. He was going to be, you know, it was improv and stuff yeah. like that. He gave us so much of the, of the apples of what to say, but yeah, yeah. but at the end of the day, it, it 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 only behooved me to know is or just be as passionate as I was about yeah, the yeah. subject. So yeah. it was a perfect blending. And and Alexi, who played my girlfriend, she was the perfect skeptic because she's like, you know, she yeah. didn't really believe. So it was it was a great coupling. Yeah. Well, I want to hear about what Seth Morris does or doesn't believe. But before we get to that, yeah. Bryce. What? Did you bring in some? (laughs) 
Sightseeing news. <laughs> now it's just an embarrassment when we do it. It so, is. I really get. I get, yeah, I get, I I get embarrassed with it. That's I why we can blush. never stop. Uh, <laughs> I brought in three pieces, and maybe I should have Seth pick the one. But, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But, uh, you know this what? This will all be old news by the time this airs. But fuck it. Well, maybe I'll just pick the one, and well, I think I shared this with you because if I guess if you're somewhat of a skeptic, this one comes with a great video. Oh, good. And I would love to post the link on let's this. Do so it. let's do this one. Um, Mysterious Universe reported on Twitter about a haunted ventriloquist dummy. Oh, oh God. you yeah, sent this, this to yes. Riley me, and I up. forgot to watch this oh, video. Oh, my God. So I had to... Uh, I immediately clicked on the post because I love seeing like ghosty videos yeah, or, yeah. or quote unquote. Do you want me to pull it up on the, the old laptop? Yeah, sure. Right. I have it on my phone. I'd be okay. able to. Uh, I'll just start reading here. But the MysteriousUniverse.org uh, reports creepy World War II ventriloquist doll blinks on its own in frightening video. <laughs> um, not only that, but it opens the cage that it's in too. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Why is it kept in a cage well, in the first place? Yeah. You're asking the right <laughs> questions. It's a glass box. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a glass box. So it's in an aquarium? <laughs> I know, right? I should have said cage, but... Now it... They report, if owning antique ventriloquist doll isn't creepy enough, imagine capturing eerie footage of its mouth and eyes moving on their own. Well, that's exactly what happened when 48-year-old Michael Diamond set up a video camera to tape his creepy-looking doll. Diamond, Mike Diamond, huh? Yeah, Diamond noticed on several occasions that the glass door kept opening up on the cabinet where the doll was being kept. So, he set up a camera facing the cabinet during the nights of September 19th and 20th and captured something both surprising and frightening. The CCTV footage showed the door opening, but that's not all. The doll's eyes, which were shut tightly, opened up in addition to its lips separating as if it was trying to speak. <laughs> After viewing the footage, Diamond admitted that he was pretty spooked, saying he's got a weird feeling in his gut. Although he's not afraid of the doll, he is wary of it and keeps it locked in a glass cabinet in his freak room, quote-unquote, which contains several unusual, <laughs> several unusual items such as skulls, ancient weapons, and taxidermy animals. As for why the door to the locked case kept opening up, it remains a mystery. I have no idea. Sounds like he's, I don't want to say this phrase, but asking for it. Yeah. (laughs) It really does. If you have a place called the freak room, you're inviting trouble. Now, here's the problem I had with the link, Bryce, because... I, where's the video? Well, you got to jump. Find you got to jump there. to a local news uh, organization. Oh, it's kind of tricky. That's why I did it. But I'm going to play it here for uh, for Seth. Where's it's the in one? England. Uh, no, or no, I, it's, it's just a. Uh, that's a good question. Okay, yeah. Okay, here it goes. Here it goes. I've, right. I've got the video here. So, all right, so skip. Can, uh, oh here. God, skip in ten. Oh, it's okay. I don't you hate those? Okay, we'll, we'll be, be patient. Oh, yeah, this is from the Daily Mail. Yeah. Look who's so talking. reputable. All right, I'm going to pass you my phone because it's funner to oh, look at like that this way. At all. All, right. all right, we're all watching the video. So, right. super creepy, black and white, nighttime f- camera. Is it playing? I think so. Okay. Seth, narrate it if you can. Okay, it's just a, it's a disembodied head. It's not attached to, a, to the dummy. It's just a head in a glass thing. I don't know if it is playing. Um, you got to oh, wait a minute for the, for the ghost action. Oh, here we go. Okay, so it's in the little case. Oh, oh, you can yeah. hear it okay. now. Okay, it's playing. Just, just, just there. Oh, I think the eyes just blinked. Oh my God, its eyes are white. Oh yeah. Ooh, <gasps> that's fucked up. <laughs> Michael. Ooh. There's an orb in this video too. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said in the text thread. The uh, yeah, the eyes are the creepy thing. Ooh. Oh, this is, see fuck. the mouth. Oh, and the mouth moves. Yeah. 
So many wars. See, I love that. Here's how I'm a skeptic. I'm sure there's a rational explanation, but I, it's worth it for me to just, I don't want to know too much. Yeah. I like the thrill of seeing this creepy thing. I'm, I just, in my bones, I'm like, oh, there's some sort of, it's, it's well, well, on I mean, a tilt a or whatever. But I like being... This. Whoa, I don't like that at all. It Creeped has a up. vibe to it, though. I oh, mean, for sure. You know, it's just, it's yeah. really creepy. Yeah. yeah. I would say... It's definitely creepy. Yeah. I actually get the impression, and maybe this is, maybe you know, maybe you guys will all disagree with me. I don't think it's the doll. I think there's something on the outside Getting opening oh, up, wants to get to the door. I love that, and it's fucking with its Michael face. Michael with the pressure angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think something is attracted to the doll, mm. not the doll's trying to get out. Yeah. Maybe it's the old ventriloquist. That's <laughs> yeah, go. right. Yeah, or, or just like it's a love triggering that. item for whatever's in that. Fr- look, look, you said he had a bunch of freaky shit in there. Yeah. What if there's another entity... His freak room. Yeah. ...that already lives in the freak room that's like, what the fuck is up with this little yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. And he's like opening the cabinet and messing with the dolls. Because Riley, I guess you pointed this out on the thread that... There's some orbs. Yeah, there's, there's some looks orbs like some uh, some white light orbs flying around it, too. But I don't get the... I don't know why. We always say trust your gut on this show. Uh-huh. I don't think the doll's trying to get out. I think something's trying to get to that doll. I love head. that instinct. That's great. Well, we'll post a link in our in our show notes, and you guys should check it out. Let us know what you think. But no. It is also, just to throw it out there, Devil's Advocate, like the perfect recipe for a hoax. Sure. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, I'll just set up this camera to film my haunted doll. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like also the plot to bo- match. Magic, right? Yes. Maybe it's a promotional yeah. viral video. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm, no, you're right. It is. It's sort of like I don't want to call Mike Diamond a liar. Yeah. You know, and that's <laughs> right. not what I'm saying. How dare I'm you, just, sir? <laughs> I'm just saying. Just maybe. You know, let's check out. I know. Also, when it said he has, what did he say? Like ancient weapons or something? I'm like, yeah. I bet he's got like Nazi knives in right. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but there's some yeah. fucked up that's lamp in that room or something. Yeah, there's the public freak room, yeah, yeah. and then there's the freak room. Yeah. Like, you want a deep uh, freak experience or just a regular? Uh, give me the deep freak, please. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's time for Seth Morris and his personal paranormal history. Sweet. It's a good video. I, you know, it's hey. a great video. It's a fun. You know what that that ventriloquist dummy video? It's a fun romp. A, I'm sure you've good. seen it. I, this is years ago. Have you seen the little gnome in South America that? Yes, goes across the <laughs> we road. We did this on an episode. I'm sure you must have. Yeah, yes. that was a. Good what do you, one. What is your take on that? Because I think I, it's probably a little person I, fucking with people. That's kind of how I felt too. However, there's there was a big wave in Argentina. In the mid to th- mid to late two thousands, like you know, the two thousand, a gnome wave. People were seeing <laughs> that sounds oh, like really? an obscure gnomes. music genre. And we something. did an episode, uh, I believe, Anna O'Reilly was our guest, yeah. and uh, like I found like a story about a a family that lived ten years apart, the same farmhouse, and both were terrorized terrorized by a tiny little man who wore a pointed cap, who was trying to eat fish out of their koi pond and lived in their barn, the old barn on the property. Two different families, same house. Two different families. And they only found each other because the guy who was like hosting the blog, 
he got two separate letters over the course of like eight years. Oh, really? And he was like, wait a minute, this sounds yeah. like a letter I got eight years ago. Right. Because he did a bunch of like weird stuff. What's haunting your house? All that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he put these two women in touch and they started emailing separately. And then eventually they're like, oh, we lived in the same house. Drove out there together and like, yep, this is the place. And when I think when they came out there, the barn that this supposed gnome had lived in had been torn down. The new owners would not talk to them about it, and they had torn down the barn where the gnome was. And then they and and this also isn't creepy pasta because now we can debate whether or not they're telling the truth. Always in this stuff, but um. They were on like an episode of like Monster Quest or whatever. Like so, they 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 have their names right. are on Why record. Why are you laughing, they... Seth? <laughs> well, Look, we saying... know it's real because they were they, on TV no, about no, no, no. it. They're I'm on just, Monster Quest. I'm just <laughs> saying. What more do you need? Well, because a lot of times, the, the, yes. But the way I the reason I say that is because oftentimes in in 2019, when you're hearing like eyewitness accounts, you're like, yeah. It's like you get in the Slenderman territory, right? As we talked about last week, where you're like, this is just fan fiction written right. for the internet, right? But there were actually two physical women right, with right, right. names, and I can't think of them, who were willing to go on camera and say that right. they had these experiences. Right. It wasn't somebody writing John Carpenter level right, like right. internet fiction just to creep people out. You know, yeah. it wasn't creepy pasta. But yeah. Anyway, so I love it, but but it's it was all kind of around the same time as that Argentinian uh, Argentinian gnome wave <laughs> of the late two thousands. I love that phrase. I, I, but can it, we coin that? I think yeah, that's the first gnome wave. Uh, they're, they're playing at Coachella. <laughs> that's why I'm saying it sounds like some obscure yeah. like, subgenre. Oh, yeah. oh you're great. not into Argentinian gnome wave? Dude? Oh, man, get with the times. Yeah, it's truly psychedelic. <laughs> so, Seth. Uh, I take it uh, you're a skeptic. Yeah. But what is your personal paranormal history? Okay, so so I'm a skeptic, but I've always liked the idea of, of this stuff Great. from from a young age. Um, I was a big Art Bell fan. Oh, um, well, welcome to the club. I'm not, I don't like here. George Nori so no, much. Same. I never uh, have. Uh, yeah, I've well, always found you know, him annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we but, get it. Um, we get it. We get but it. But I loved Art Bell, and I, I I used to just like you know as a kid like to be scared and stuff. So I have two things that we could talk about, and we could talk well, about actually, one or both. Before we get there, I want to talk about your relationship to Art Bell. Oh, okay, because I think this is really fascinating, and a lot of our listeners will relate to this. When because I can remember the moment for me, but when did you discover Art Bell? What hooked you, and what was your relationship to? Coast to coast AM. With there was Bart, a couple. There's a couple. I used up. to. I used to go camping with my dad, and like we'd go out to the desert, and that's where you could get um, radio stations from far away at night, mm-hmm. especially out there in the desert. And I can't remember why there's not as much interference or whatever. And so every once in a while, we'd hear like trucker trucker uh, ch- uh, stations, you know, mm-hmm. not not CB, but like radio shows for truckers. And then one of them was. Art Bell, and then I got super into that was when I was a kid, and then I got super into it, uh, like in my twenties. And um, I've always been a big radio listener, but I would yeah. listen to that and just you know captivated from the beginning because it was a total other world mm. that I hadn't heard, didn't know about. Not just the paranormal, but a lot of truckers would call in, yes, that's a lot my of favorite. southerners, a lot of, and then just the whole drama of <laughs> from the high desert, somewhere, yes. Blah, blah, blah. yes, loved it, and and like. You know, he had a way, unlike George Norrie, of where George Norrie's always kind of like, oh, 
that's neat. Like our bell was just like, are, are you serious? You know, everything right, was just yeah. so intense and so, yeah. so vibrant, you know? Right, and I, right. Whereas George Norrie's like, well, Seth, yeah. how much should we be investing in yeah. gold right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's, especially now, George Norrie's just so conspiracy. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's God. Oh, yeah. And also, he just believes everything. Like, I just wonder, how does your cosmology work? There's angels, there's UFOs, there's, I mean, like, everything I is a possibility. I think he's really religious, yeah. and, you know, and so he's, I yeah. think he's, I think George Norrie sees things through the veil of angels and demons. Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, and yeah. he's very into the idea of a satanic Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Art Bell would be like, go on. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'd be like, so you're a werewolf. Tell me about that. <laughs> right. You know, not necessarily like, I believe everything you're saying, but yeah. he's like, I, I let's go with this. Yeah. You know, and that's what was so cool. Do you remember a specific story that was on the art bell oh, show a bunch that, that, there that, was the hell hole in, yes. in, oh, in russia or something like that this. well because also like any good producer he would just lead up to this stuff we have a uh a, man there's a ton that come to mind but one was yes, there, please, there was a, a hell hole a gateway to hell in i think it was in russia um yeah where he kept leading up, like, we're going to hear, we're going to hear some of this, we're going to hear some of this. And I don't know if it was the build up. And these are, this show was always on at like one or two in the morning. And, um, and where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California. Okay. Um, and, and then they, and then they played it and it was like a quiet crackle. And then you hear like a devilish <laughs> scream. It was fucking <laughs> horrific. Awesome. It was yeah. so great. Um, so I used to just love to, even as an adult, I would lay in bed and be just sort of terrified of. Yeah, it was supposedly, I think, in Siberia. Siberia, yeah. Yeah, the super deep borehole. Yeah. The Kola super deep borehole. Kola Peninsula. Wait, oh, yeah, it shares borders with Norway and Finland. Okay, go on. Um, yeah, so there, there, that was one. And then, um, is it Richard Hoagland who would talk about oh, the pyramids yeah. on of Mars? Of course. And, you know, that whole, that Lots whole thing. And just like, Especially like well, listening. Uh, Art, uh, I found a robot on Mars, yeah. and yeah. I can tell you that NASA, everything NASA's doing is on the black books. Yeah, and everything. Uh, it was just like the perfect blend of that. Somebody like that was like the perfect blend of of. Um, I'm telling you a secret, and also it's just the facts. I'm just here to tell the truth, right. kind of a guy. You right, know? right, right, right. So there's all these different genres of. How did all that settle with you? Did you were you like, oh, these guys are telling these wide wild tales, or yeah, I kind of saw it like ghost stories and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, earlier on, I, I'm interested in the Willow Creek thing because Bigfoot was a big thing when I was a kid, mm. mainly from Six Million Dollar Man. I'm older than anybody oh, here, yeah, but no, yeah. The that was six, Andre the, the Giant. I regret oh, it was? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. dude, Andre the Giant. Also, I recently, when I was in Nashville a couple months ago, found a fucking, I put it on our Instagram. I found this awesome big, Bigfoot figure from the Six Million Dollar Man riding like a yellow like motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was like 50 bucks, and I was like, I don't want to spend that on that. And I've thought about it every day since. <laughs> I should have bought it yeah. for the clubhouse. I'm real bummed. But I always loved the idea of Bigfoot. And, um, you know, when we'd go camping, my, my dad would like say that he saw Bigfoot or you know, something oh, wow. to entertain me and my brother. Yeah, in the 70s, Bigfoot was really treated as the Santa Claus of the woods. Yeah. Don't you feel like? Why yeah. is why was it so big in the 70s? Was camping bigger in the 70s? I don't know, but there was... I know I, I know it was on $6 million man, and there's probably some other 
things. It, 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 yeah, there was a Sasquatch boom. In search of, yes, yes. And then of course, well, when was that? M- the main Legend video, of Boggy Creek. Well, that was in uh, when was the Patterson Gimlin film? Nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah. So okay, so right yeah, so that time, yeah, yeah. So it kind of launched, 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 launched really a generation steam, of imaginations. Yeah. yeah. And and it really is that moment where you're at. It's sort of. I wonder if it coincides with the bicentennial, a moment when when America's like reflecting on itself and being like. <laughs> well, you know what though? I also feel like, especially, so for sort of that time, America was in chaos, Vietnam, Watergate, and all this stuff. And I think in times of times like that, people start to latch on to more esoteric, supernatural things. Like right. I have a theory that. In the next 10-ish years, cults are going to become big again. Oh, interesting. Because nothing, truth doesn't matter anymore. Say, Everything's I'd, so scattered and I'd fragmented. I'd that we're in the middle of a giant cult that's running. Well, that too. But I mean, even right like old school Moonies and stuff. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, there's yeah, going to yeah. be more of that. That's just my little pet Well, theory. but no, I think, I think you're, you're right on to something because we've talked multiple times right uh, uh, on this show, especially this past year, that like... UFOs are having a massive resurgence, or as we call them now, UAPs. Wait, what is that? Unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh, okay. Because there was this article that came out a couple years ago now in the New York Times where uh, a former uh, uh, administration official from the Pentagon admitted that there had been a 12, recently at least, a 12-year program studying unidentified aerial phenomenon and now recently the navy came out to be like yeah we don't know what this stuff is got it so we're in this new surge where we're learning that now uh military and pentagon officials are being like yeah we're studying this stuff and we don't know what it is so it's kind of like yeah just more than that the navy made an official claimant that 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 they acknowledge that these things are invading their airspace and that they have no idea what they are yes but they're they're, not saying they're from another planet they're just saying we don't know what they have no idea what they are yeah and that the reporting practices can now be different Whereas before, if you were reporting a, a UFO as an airline pilot or a, oh. or, or perhaps a, a well, military pilot, you, you you would not do it. Right, because you'd get scared. In fear of, of losing of, your yeah, wings, right. yeah. absolutely. And but, the, this is how it all came out, because the Navy pilots are like, we're, we're fed up of not being able to have an avenue to, gotcha. to, to report this shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. I think I, I like that idea that in times of Escapism. national stress or national reflection, because I do think, and I've made this argument on the show, and it's not not my uh, original idea um it comes from a couple different places but the idea that bigfoot represents an idealistic version of our naturalist past mm. where we're like you know the further we've gotten into technology the further away we are from our survival instincts of being able to live in the woods and be off the grid. Right, right. And so there's sort of a uh, a, a uh, saint of the woods, a mm-hmm. friendly giant of the forest right. that sort of represents like... Remember nature. when you could... Yeah, remember yeah, when you could live sure. off the yeah. nature and you've forgotten it now? Well, that was also... Bigfoot was coming out around the time when environmentalism was starting to get going. And I remember Bigfoot, the thing with Bigfoot was always scared of us. He was mm-hmm. always like, wanted to be left alone. You know? <laughs> right? yeah, like there, yeah, was, yeah. There, there, there weren't that many that I remember early on think, uh, reports of Bigfoot attacking 
guess no, maybe some cattle or some livestock or something. Well, but like possibly, possibly. Yeah, oh, that could also be aliens, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yes, yeah. You've got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple Bigfoot abductions here and there, but right. someone always seems to yeah. get away. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's I'm, about 30, 70, uh, 30 reporting uh, malfeasance, where seventy percent is just some, you know. Uh, benevolent there know, seems to be nature wood ape <laughs> yeah there yeah. there seems to be you know if if let's say if bigfoot is a uh, a a spectrum a, a narrow spectrum of of a species that is maybe around the hundreds living across in in the hundreds living across north america that uh i would i would agree that like most of them are pretty docile Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, omnivores, leaning herbivore, have to maybe eat some livestock during the winter. But then there seems to be like a sliver of these entities that are a little bit more aggressive. Maybe it's a different like Neanderthal. Yeah, it's like there's of... there's one that they, well, they say a is a little bit more like a mandrill. There's a theory a... that's floating around that really these creatures uh, are so intelligent that they recognize uh the danger of man and encroaching upon man and so they know uh to stay away and to not be spotted and to right. you know uh really stay away from man is 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 their prime directive you know mm-hmm. stay back up in the woods and only show yourself if you have to or or if you need to do an initiation and do a highway crossing, they've basically learned everything that Frankenstein. <laughs> what do you mean initiation? And King well, Kong. Well, you know, learned. there's a lot of the. Uh, there's been a lot of video of of what they call Bigfoot highway crossings. So okay. there's a lot of video, even from patrol cars, of these like of these strange hairy bipedal creatures like crossing highways. This but is what's a, the initiation? Yeah, this is a new concept on the show. It's like them, like if you want to oh, be... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no. Cross, Bigfoot. you pussy. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Are you serious? Right. Yeah, I swear Bryce, to God. Wait, what? Oh, You've Hold never You've talked never heard about that? this. No. no. Yeah, no. We're, uh, what, almost 100 guest interviews in. Well, let me welcome you to the world of the, the highway crossing <laughs> initiation. They're like daring each other fraternity. to do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's one theory. It's not mine, but... Uh, it seems it just to, be that they're like, I live in the woods and this highway's running well, through it. The, the reason being, I think, is that like it, it's so random in these dark woods that, that traverse the woods that it only happens, and it happens quite frequently, that these creatures run across uh, in front of these car so, lights. So you mean so right. They could easily just run behind them and, and not ever be seen at all. Right, right, right. You know, so that's, I think, how the theory I got legs, so to speak. love this. What is it called? The highway crossing initiation. Highway crossing yeah, it's, initiation. It's like you know what? This is a it, fucking t-shirt. You're a, juvi- well, this you're a juvenile Sasquatch. When are you going to cross 85? This reminds me. <laughs> when I was in junior high, my, we used to sneak out of my friend's house. and We would go to Highway 101 in Northern California and run across the highway there and like dare each other. And we'd peek out of the bushes and see like if there was a car coming. And if there wasn't, we'd be like, go! And we'd just see how far down the highway we could get. And we'd be in the middle of the, you know, the bushes. You're not a big Finally! What town in Northern California? I grew up in a town called Nevada, which is in Marin County. Okay. How close are you to Mount Shasta? We talked about Mount Shasta. Uh, I'm not. I'm not very close. That's too but far. That's another that's so like, far north. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole other thing. We talked about it last week yeah. on the show with Matt Gorley and boy, yeah. oh boy, oh boy. Well, that's that's Sasquatch and aliens, right? Sasquatch, exactly. aliens, Everything. Lemurians, all oh. sorts of stuff. Okay, it's a broad spectrum. So, okay, so let's get back on topic here. Yeah. You were 
in Art Bell, in all this stuff, yep. and then uh, it got back into it in college. And yep. since then, have you had any experiences that would support or negate uh, anything that you might have heard on Coast to Coast with Art Bell? Um, I've had none to support what I would see there. And the, the negation is just, you know, just being a general cynic about everything, you know, like right. I just don't, I, I just, I, I guess I, there's not enough for me compelling evidence. That's why things like, like I can wrap my head around, um, uh, UFOs and Sasquatch more than I could ghosts or God or, um, gnomes, so, gnomes <laughs> some of the angels, some of this other stuff. Yeah. I, I just can't I, like, and that's where I could get excited about. Like it could, I could, I, it, it could, it could make sense to me that, all right, there might be, you know, every other continent has an ape. Why not North America? Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, um, UFOs, like the universe is so vast, so huge. Maybe we have, I, I believe they, they probably exist, but I feel like we probably haven't seen them yet. I don't buy the whole because I don't buy the whole that, that the government's sitting on some yeah. information. I just no, I, I nobody can keep secrets. You can entertain anywhere. these ideas yeah. if, if if they could be and might possibly would be uh, grounded yeah. in science. Well, and also I just yeah. sort of feel like it's the same thing. With no offense, but with like God, I'd be like, even if it does exist, so fucking what? The world is still fucked up. Like it's not. <laughs> If the, the, it's the people yeah, that God believe in this exists. stuff, he's, he's as sitting if, like, back and letting us just like, yeah. And what good is, uh, were the, the, you know, were the, what was it? The Nephilim or no, that's angels. But the, I think you're talking about the Nephilim. The Nephilim. Scott, the no, fallen the, ones. The, uh, or the, 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 the aliens Enoch. are our missing link or we're the pro like, right. so what you still, like, just traffic still sucks. Yeah. Fucking rent is still annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's still like, we're still what good so is any of this bullshit if it's still just, just a mundane life. Right, right, right. They right, wanted right. our earth women. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't keep their hands the off them. Sons of God. They wanted the glory of waiting in line for a coffee behind somebody who couldn't make up their mind. They, and uh, I get that. They betted the majesty the, the daughters of, of Adam. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I had a friend named Adam, and he had three daughters. And let me tell you, they were pretty tempting. Um, you know, we kick around a theory around here at the at the Collectors Club that that all this stuff and and you know it can be kind of uh, put into a package together. That there seems to be a, a phenomena that can that can. Uh, mutate and and transmogrify into some of these different things that you know perhaps the ghost thing is 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 related to the ufo thing yeah. which is related to the the bigfoot thing which is why nobody can ever find one but it, right but that uh that this quote-unquote phenomena can sometimes manifest itself through different ways and and through different cultures and societies and yeah well what i was gonna say I was, that makes me think of you know because recently they're talking about scientists are talking about the 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 proof right of mm. of multiple universes and yeah. possible so maybe that's you know yeah. maybe yeah. that who knows who knows I I I am a skeptic but I'm I guess maybe I'm a little bit agnostic because there's some of this stuff that I'm like I kind I kind of want it to You're be true because it's neat position to be is the, I call it the agnostic skeptic You're willing to like uh, at least entertain the yeah. idea if you can be maneuvered or yeah. or or shown something like a ventriloquist doll right. uh, blinking and you know <laughs> opening its mouth conclusive proof so yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Did I mishear you when you said that you had two things you wanted to talk oh, about it, it, if, if you want like yeah, just yeah, yeah. Sto- cases that I've been yeah, fascinated please, with please please um, and we do them and whatever uh, you want you go one for one it. is the Russian Yeti. Oh yeah, the, the, the mank. mank. 
the Mank. And then the other is Shadow People. Oh, yeah. Which I've always been scared and fascinated with Shadow People. Okay, let's start with Shadow People and then we'll go to the Mank. Because it's sort of, and I don't know, I haven't had any experience, but I've always been fascinated with them. The first experience, or what got me into it was, again, it's a radio thing. So in the Bay Area, probably in a lot of places they used to do this, they would play old radio shows, like old, you know, 1940s radio dramas and stuff. And there was one uh, that they would play uh, scary stuff. And there was like an old, it wasn't noir, but it was like an old thing. And it was called The Shadow People. And it was about mm. a guy being chased by shadow people. And I remember being so fucking scared of it in 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 my bed that I was too scared to reach out of my covers to turn oh, off yeah. the radio. Oh, and yeah. that is always, That's perfect. and it's, it's just such a particularly, and I started to, oh, and then they talk about him on um, Art Bell. Yeah. And um, what's, like, it, it's, I, I think there's probably a pretty, rational explanation but like the the specifics of it are so scary and i wrote some stuff down so i love that you brought in notes this is i want to make sure so these are these are shadow people are they've they they've this phenomena has existed across cultures all different cultures has their version of this throughout time no face genderless um a lot of times people see them out of the corner of their eye which Mm -hmm. to me is so terrifying Mm -hmm. they see them out of the corner of their eye and then they um they uh, oh this I wrote down this this down from the internet. They lurk about in an unseen dimension. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, often seen running across rooms or standing behind beside you. But the, what's so scary to me is that you just see them out of the corner of your eye, and then when you turn, they either sink back into the shadows yeah. or they're just not there. And again, that's probably like your who knows your cornea, blood vessels in you your know, eyes whatever. or whatever. But it's, it's such a fun thing. Most fade into nothing after being looked at. Because they don't want to be seen, um, you can see them by the day, but they're most dangerous at night, and they're accompanied by sleep paralysis. Yes, and and there's there's a couple um, there's, there's a, people wake up paralyzed in the middle of the night. All they can move is their eyes, and there's there's a couple of different sort of um, versions of it. And one is people look over to the side and they'll see a tall figure. First, just standing there looking at them, which to me is the most terrifying. Yep. It's not moving. It's just standing and staring. Yeah. And then it comes towards you and starts to choke you, starts oh, to press man. down on your chest. Because yeah. it's associated with chest... Um, Succubus. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, there's... Oh, and there's a, there's another little subspecies called the Hat Man. Yes, the Hat Man is which fantastic. Which is like a silhouette of a person, a thing wearing a hat, and it looks like a hat and a trench coat. Yeah, like mm. a fedora. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. A dandy. Like Curious George's owner, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The man in the yellow hat. But, uh, exactly. there was that, what, what was the movie with Emily Blunt and Matt Damon and uh, the guy played Roger Sterling? Why am I blanking on his name for Mad Men? It was called oh. the, the Something Bureau. The, the Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, um, yes. But I think that they were like guys in hats and fedoras. Oh, maybe they were inspired by this. Well, that's what I always thought, because I never saw the movie... Yeah, um, Matt Damon. I'm gonna Google it, but I, I, but they, they were guys that like were fucking with space time. Oh, okay. And I always went, oh, maybe this is inspired by the Shadow People and like why they're wearing hats. Yeah, you know, I bet it is. Um, uh, Bureau. Let me see. Anyway, go on and oh, I'll, okay. I'll so, find so it. then there's there's Hat Man. There's the old Hag. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's slowly- Adjustment Bureau. Adjustment Bureau. Terrible name. Yeah, should have called them. The Shadow Men, and hat then we would all guys. have seen it. But yeah. yeah, Hat Men. The, uh, the, the old hag will slowly climb into your bed, climbs on top of your chest, and stares into your eyes. That's oh. what I think is so fucked up. 
And she might fuck you. Uh, she might fuck you. <laughs> she might. And you may not be into it. Yeah, her pussy ain't old. Uh, then some see them as devils. And this is what I thought was funny. Some see them as uh, devils. Some see them as angels. I'm like, angels? These mm. things are terrifying. Yeah. One and man's then, trash is another man's angel. That's right. Uh, others see them as like an alien technology that malfunctioned. Ooh, like maybe it's being like transported. That yeah, like kind of like that. Um, or that it's an alternate reality and they're kind of bleeding in. And again, I'm sure it's some sort of ocular thing and the 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 the, the old hag stuff is night terrors. Well, and I can you... speak to this. And, and, and the reason wh- that you see it across all cultures and, and all different peoples is because we all sleep. Yeah. And uh, what happens is, is, you know, practitioners of lucid dreaming, there's one way to go into it, and that's just to stay awake until you... In- without moving until you fall asleep and slowly well, everyone realizing stays awake until they fall asleep. Well, no, no, no. So just hold mean? on. Let me finish until I'm just saying until you, uh, well, there's different, there's a couple different methods to, to try lucid dreaming, but what you mean was, stay conscious, stay, to, to stay as conscious as long as you can. Uh, and when you enter that, uh, dreaming state uh-huh. and what's commonly reported is that as soon as they start to enter that, that sleeping state, they report, uh, an entity, uh, uh, the presence of an entity in a room, mm. um, and and they usually feel like a suffocation, something heavy on their chest, yeah. uh, sitting or standing on them, and they feel a, they they feel the presence of somebody observing them, yeah. uh, whether it's a shadow person or an alien or a hag. Yeah. So it 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 all has to do with sort of this sleep paralysis thing yeah, that yeah. you mentioned. Uh, but there's some shadow people cases that are that that can't be explained by just by just that. Like, well, like, yeah, because I'm curious if you guys know more. I, I people, well, being, can people I, being harmed. Can I by make them a and, confession? Yeah, and I'm skeptical about sharing anything now. Ever since the time I thought I saw my neighbor walk through a solid fence and then <laughs> realized I was just seeing something out of the corner right, of my eye. Right. So listen, if I know I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Uh, but. Uh, I've been having real weird nights lately, uh, and the other night, I think I saw a shadow person. Mm. I was not in sleep paralysis. I had woken up in the middle of the night because my dog was stirring, and I've been very sensitive about Albie and not sleeping very well because you know he had massive surgery in September, and I'm just a little like on alert, even though he's fine. So if I hear him stirring at night, I'm kind of like got my like parental like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? Is he okay? Are you dying? Like literally like I'll pull his bed close to my bed and be like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So he's got an ear infection right now. I think he got up to scratch. And so I woke up and I was wide awake, but it was dark in my room. And I have the the horrific uh, uh, feature in my bedroom, which is like three sliding glass mirrors running along my closet alongside my my bedroom and it's you know so basically a large portal yes right in three large portals (laughs) in my room well so uh i was i was looking at albie then i looked up and i saw a shadow on 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 the mirror basically and i wasn't scared which was what was really weird about it. it was very tall uh, I could see the shoulders and head, and I and I was kind of looking at it wide awake. I mean, not wide awake, but I wasn't sleep paralysis. Yeah, and I wasn't terrified, but I was like, 
Oh, yeah, that really looks like a shadow person, huh? And then I was looking at it, and I was like... And then I remember looking over at my window to see if any light was coming in through the window to project anything. And I was like, I really don't know where the shape of that figure is coming from. And I went, ah, it's probably just something reflecting on the mirror. So uh, my dog was fussing a little bit more. I kind of, like Oddly enough, I wasn't freaked out by it. And then I turned on the lights and where the shadow person was, the actual, that mirror panel was open. So it was just in my closet, which was black. So it wasn't a mirror. It wasn't, it wasn't a reflection. So how did I see an out, outline of a shadow? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was and like, there was well, no, like, hanger, no, clothes on hanger. Was a shirt? I went, no, because it's a bookshelf. Oh. Because actually where Build it is, the they're, they're like, well, true. that's my office. <laughs> this is <laughs> like a shelf where that's just like the one in my office full of toys. But I was like, oh, yeah, there's nothing here creating that shape. And I'm even more curious about it now that there's not a solid, there wasn't a solid reflective surface that a shadow would have been projected on. But... Look, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to jump into any conclusions, but I definitely was like, looked at a shadowy figure that looked. But it didn't scare you. It didn't, which is shocking because I'm usually terrified Ooh. by this shit. Did you turn the lights back off and see if it reappeared again? I did, and it did not. Okay, there and you go. That's few, the interesting detail. This has been a few nights now. And I've been like looking at it with the lights off. It doesn't look like it. it, it, it do was you weird. think? Do you guys hmm. think that? That since starting this yes. this podcast, yes. you're exposed to more stuff. In fact, we've been told that by people in this field that we are. So they think that really entities are aware. Yes, because you're for whatever reason. Because the fact, the simple fact of us speaking about this here is letting the other side know that we're into that. A better way of saying that is there's a famed uh, sort of paranormal investigator. One of We talk about him a lot on this show. His name was John Keel. He wrote The Mothman. Mm. But uh, he said, when you look at this phenomena, it has a tendency to look back at you. Ooh. and Which is very creepy, <laughs> but we found to be very true. Like, the more we explore this stuff, like... You know, I've had some incidences happen since the, starting this podcast that are pretty unexplainable, that you're just like... Man, that probably wouldn't have happened had I like not continued to go down the rabbit hole, you know. Right. But it's strange. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the mink? Okay, so that's one I've always been fascinated with. Um, and I, I and I, why I, the mink? Why the Russian yeti? I guess yeah. because when I well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I what I, is it about the mink? <laughs> I first heard about it. So undeniable on that. Um, Shoot, I'm forgetting the guy's name. I think it's is it Aaron Menke, actually. What's do you know what that that mm. guy that podcast? Oh, it's called oh, like yeah. is it uh, is that lore? Lore, yeah. So I first heard about it on lore. Dyatlov Pass. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a great yes. one. It and is. and so um, and then when I looked it up, it seems like a little bit more explainable. But what, it's what, such an. Ex- what do you think ex- it? Well, first I'll tell okay. in case people great. don't know. So so the Dyatlov Pass incident happened in 59 and it was a group of college kids that went to they were going to do 15, a, was it 1959 mm-hmm, i think so wow we, yeah it was it was going to be a, like a two or three day um expedition to um um of like mountain 
climbing and yeah, they, and they were out, mountaineers. They were mountaineers, and they're all experienced. And this was a, there's some sort of certification program, and they were going to get even more certified. But they're experienced outdoors people, and <clears throat> so they um, they during the night something something happened. Yeah, it's um, a bunch of Russian college students. Russian right? college students, and and they went. So basically, they were supposed to be back in however many days, and then they weren't found. And their families sent the said, you know, you have to go look for these people. And they found like fourteen days later or something. They found them, or they found what they found was their tent had a bunch of snow on it, and their tent had been ripped open from the inside. Yeah, freaky, weird. Then they found them scattered all over the place in various states of undress. Mm-hmm. And then some of them were wearing the other people's clothes. And they're uh, a little further down from the tent, there was a, the, the remains of a fire. Yep. And there was a, uh, um, f- I don't know how much five meters is, but five meters up in the well, tree. Three, 15, 15 feet. feet, yeah. Okay. So pretty high up were some broken branch torn torn away branches they had un- climbed the tree. Right. So they think they had climbed the tree. <laughs> Never to- has that phrase been said more ominously than the <laughs> way Bryce climbed- well, they had the climbed tree. the tree. Which means who who does that? They were I mean when if you're freezing cold, your inclination is not to go up. Right. So are you running from something? Are you right they were. And and then <laughs> and then they um they found uh, oh, and some of them, a lot of them died from hypothermia, but yeah. three or four, three or so had died from a, a blunt trauma to the chest, yes. and and one to the, oh, two from the two in the chest and one to the skull. And they were saying they ruled out that it could have been these um, the local indigenous people chasing them off because the force with which these things. Yeah. They're, Descri- they're, the coroner described it like a car accident. Yes, yeah, and so and there uh, was someone with their tongue missing and their eyes missing. Uh-huh. Correct, right? Yes, uh, found found at a creek. Now, here's what I I think probably happened: avalanche. I think it was probably an avalanche, and then hypothermia, and then that what is it called? Um, it's called like paradoxical undressing. Yeah, yeah. Because hypothermia, hypoth- when you get super cold, you start undressing because you feel super. You hot. feel hot. Yeah, and the the um. The tree could have been them climbing to see where where is where is our tent. We right. want because they left a light on in the tent. They left a uh, flashlight on in the tent. Um, the clothes were some some of them died from hypothermia, and the ones that were still alive took their clothes and um, put put their clothes on. Yes. Um, the the eyes and lips. There was one with lips missing. Animals after the fact. The. Um, but the the uh, what about those journals though, where the lady describes uh, sort of being stalked? And have oh, you seen I, the pictures? I don't know if I know about that journal su- thing of the supposed uh, UFO that they saw in the sky. And the last frame of the camera film, Seth. Oh, I love this. Is why what I wanted to, to hear. Gunfight, yeah. <laughs> <brother>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this is what I wanted wanted to hear. Wait, have wait, seen... before Bryce, before yeah, say that, yeah. let Seth finish his talk. Well, what do you so think excited. the blunt force stuff was? I think that could have been that could have been an avalanche. Yeah, 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 you yeah know? absolutely. Um, Go, but it is weird that, that it didn't happen to all of them. No, I know. So the picture that was authenticated in the camera roll of one of the hikers, it was the last picture frame on their camera. They keep it in a vault. Ooh. Uh, have you seen it? No. Okay. So in the journal, they just one of the ladies. It's I forget her name, but she describes a, a, a feeling of dread that something was sort of terrorizing their their trek up this mountain. Right. Uh, 
you know, which is known as like, I think death mountain or something. Yes. Like that. that was the other thing is like uh, the, the local people called it like yeah. the place you do not go or yeah, something like that. That's right. And, and the last photo, uh, that was taken on the camera was of, was of that. What? <laughs> what is it? Describe it's what you're a seeing. fucking Yeti, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. And it's doing like a creepy, like yeah, looking. It's, it's looking peeking out around from it. behind this, but you can see how long the arm is and just how huge. This, yeah, you can almost see the fur on this creature's oh, body. And uh, Mike's Ooh. like, "Well, that could be a guy in a. I mean, I do think it jacket. could be like a dude in a full snowsuit, but and it say, is creepy. I say yeah, brush no. up on this because they're way out there. And well, and not only that, you put creepy. together. These, fuck, these, these crushing traumas to yeah. the body, the taken oh, out yeah. tongue. This is yeah. all sort of Russian mank lore. Yeah. You we know? did this. Uh, we did this. Um, early we covered this episode on, like, on one of our high strangenesses. Four it's been or a five. case that's, it's been a while. that's fascinated me. Not only that, because it's rare that you hear of. Uh, of an actual uh, of of death uh, yeah. uh, with, with something of this magnitude, and yeah. then when it when it was related to Bigfoot too, you're like, oh shit! Like, yeah. you know, something went down. They were yeah, told yeah. not to go there. That's they crazy. went there anyway. Fuck. It is. Yeah. Um, Listen, this is a spooky ass fucking photo. Yeah. I'm not taking that away from anybody. Yeah. It is that's fucking well, and creepy. and yeah. and that <laughs> photo is. has been authenticated. I mean, it sits in a vault at the Dietlov Pass Museum there in that uh, that place in the Ural Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so it is oh, it awesome. is wild it is creepy yeah. and uh and you know uh, these creatures have been purported to use something like infrasound. Do you know what infrasound is? It's no. a it's a low inaudible frequency that causes paranoia, disillusion, oh. and panic. And oh, tigers okay. have it, orca whales have it. They use it to uh sort of stun their prey. Oh, okay. Uh, or or inflict a tremendous amount of fear, giving them extra seconds to to, Is to this render the same their attack. frequency that like you know, like furnaces and air conditionings and massive buildings can give off to induce people thinking that their house is haunted. Yeah, it could like uh, a low vibrational hum. It's it's an inaudible low frequency harmonic that yeah. can be detected in large mammals and and but sometimes machines can cause it too, it, they, they right? Like the Cuba stuff, probably. Yeah. But it's oh, been long thought that these Sasquatches or these Russian Manks have the ability to use infrasound oh, cool. and causing that panic for these hikers to run up that, to cut the yeah. tent from the inside yeah. out in a fleeing panic, rip off their yeah. clothes and head out into the snowstorm, yeah. which is the last thing you would do if you're freezing cold. You would bunker down together right. and wait it out. But everything goes against what would normally happen. Right. Um, which is why I don't think it was, you know, uh, an avalanche, or I don't think it was that they. Some guy wrote a book saying it was like some sort of sound coming through the canyon below, causing. He sort of called it infrasound, but yeah, the like like winds yeah. blowing due, due through. to natural natural elements. But, but that wouldn't, caused it, but, but wouldn't it be fascinating just to play? I don't want to say devil's advocate, but mm -hmm. like devilish advocate. Wouldn't it be fun to like? What if? There was something about the way the canyons and the caves or whatever's up there it's is, possible. is structured that the wind blew through and created that's one theory. that. And that's why generationally, right. like the locals would be like, do not go fucking up there because it'll fuck your Does brain up. Does that look like wind, Michael? I mean, that <laughs> could be, look like wind. And that could be a Russian serial killer a in a the, snowsuit. Now, here's a strange even thing, even stranger. A few of the picture frames before show this light in the sky. And it's uh. it's a, and they got two picture frames of it. It looks like uh, sort of a 
classic UFO. Now, what has been said... Where are that those there photos? A, I can show up. Sure. That there was a, uh, a Russian military base not too far right. by, and it was supposed that they were testing their two-stage rocket system, and then that might have been what they right. what they captured on film and on camera, and that these the, the, this group of hikers sort of trespassed onto this uh, military incognito operation. But I don't think that's the case. Just, you know, that that blunt trauma force that was that was happened to those two yeah. hikers their ribs the coroner described it as almost being squeezed hugged crushed yeah. you know uh which is just insane i mean who does that but yeah that 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 you know those pictures of the of anyone the who hugs anybody who someone hugs, is just that be, i'm a hugger you know russians hug and when they do they hug ferociously <laughs> listen a hug is a sign of affection <laughs> Now, I, I think it's gone a little out of control, but I think I should be allowed to hug someone if I love them. We all love vodka. Uh, oh, that's like, cool. I'm, see, that's that's this is what I was hoping to get. Is to... they're not too conclusive, but these are the these are the pictures from the same camera roll of film, just uh, a few frames yeah. behind that. Or yeti. or the, the the military testing could have set off the the yeah. the mink. Yeah, right. but you know, I forget the name of the indigenous tribe that inhabit those woods. I'm sure I could find it within seconds. But they they long Do claim it. they have. I'll no, time you. <laughs> yeah, they have no problem saying that no, there is a large bipedal hairy creature that inhabit these woods and it is called the mank we've known about it and it's not a spiritual creature in their yeah. mythology it is a physical presence that they that they live and cohabitate with mm -hmm. you know and they and they fear its presence yeah, the, yeah the other issue with the avalanche theory is that there would be a huge debris field that you would find 14 days later yeah and a cold right it. and that there's no report of that right yeah no no because have you ever seen an avalanche i mean it leaves a no. massive amount of yeah. evidence of avalanche oh, the occurred. Monsi, the yeah. Monsi natives yeah, yeah that's it the Manzi or Manzi tribe yeah Manzi. yeah Wow, I awesome. love that case. It's crazy. Yeah. And that picture just... See, you know, that's the same way I felt when I saw the, the 67 Patterson-Gimlin fo footage. It's just a gut feeling that, that there's something unnatural about yeah. what I'm looking at, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And I think we have... Sometimes we just have to go with our with our gut, you know? Yeah. Speaking but, of going with your gut, yeah. Seth, there's a game we like to play with all of our guests. Rapid Fire. Okay. I'm going to go down a list of entities and oddities. And... Uh, if you believe in it, you're going to say believe it. If you don't believe in it, you're going to say bullshit. There's no in between. Okay. You, have you have to, to decide do it in the George in the Norrie voice. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do George Norrie I'm, voice, I'm George Norrie. Okay. you're George Norrie. <clears throat> Can I do Art Bell? You do, do Art Bell if you want to. Okay. Uh, uh, this is called Bullshit. You missed your line there, Bryce. Or believe it. <laughs> I was so, so into the sound of your timing. I know. Christ. I nailed it. Finally nailed, nailed the sound of that Jesus Christ. Every time. We got to can that sound. Right. All right. No, or believe never. It. Seth Morris. Yeah. On your mark. Yeah. Get set. Okay. Ghosts. Bullshit. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot. <sighs> Bullshit. Little gray aliens. Bullshit. Out-of-body experiences. Bullshit. Demonic possession. Bullshit. The Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. Bullshit. Alien abductions. Bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Bullshit. Time travel. Mm, believe it. Mothman. <gasps> I don't know anything. Boom, don't bullshit. Reincarnation. Bullshit. ESP. Bullshit. Haunted houses. Bullshit. The Illuminati. Bullshit. There's a face on Mars. Bullshit. Skunk, skunk ape. 
<laughs> Bullshit. Heaven. Bullshit. Hell. Bullshit. Sea serpents. Uh, believe it. Poltergeists. Bullshit. Chupacabra. Believe it. Atlantis. Believe it. Life on other planets. Believe it. Parallel dimensions. Believe it. The apocalypse. <laughs> Duh, yeah. <laughs> Life after death. Bullshit. Okay, nice one. Well done. By the way, that's our brand new year three bullshit or believe it list. Ah, I think like it's pretty it. funny. Oh, it's good. different every time? Yeah, well, we, I just revised it. I had a rough draft last week with Matt Gorley, but I think... Uh, I think I'm liking this new one. Seth, I think I could turn you on the skunk ape. <laughs> what is the skunk ape? That's in the it's south. You know what? Out in the Bryce south smells oh. a challenge. Up, you know what? For shits and giggles, pull up the photo of skunk ape while you're doing that. Oh, the Mayaka skunk uh, ape? Sea serpents? Believe it. I Yeah. Do you know they just discovered a 400-year-old shark? No. I a love shark it. that lives It's like three and 400 years old. It goes deep, 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 deep down. So I think there's, there's some... Thing well, we, and we all seen. know and the we, giant squid was recently yeah. proven to be real. There's just so much about the ocean we don't know. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna. This isn't on the list, but it, it, uh, what did you say for UFOs? Believe it. I said, well, I, yeah, in the sense that, I that think there's other it. other unidentified flying objects. Life. What about unidentified submerged objects? Um, what if UFOs are coming from the ocean? I. I, again, I want so much of these. I want to believe, but That's I don't fine. think so. Uh, Chupacabra, you said believe it. Why? I think there's there might be a little funky um, uh, missing link type uh, of thing. I love this. I love that you find a little funky missing link to be a thing. But Bigfoot bullshit. Yeah. But you apologized, I yeah. think, because our name is Bigfoot Collectors yeah. Club. But well, also the 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 chupacabra is is uh, small, and I actually, if I'm really pressed, I probably don't think it's real. But like, okay. uh, um, but it's smaller. It could probably okay. conceivably. Right. I, I, I like all this stuff. Okay, Bryce, you have um, skunk ape in Wait. the southeast of the United well, States. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Before oh. you do this, oh, okay, I'm going to give you. This is going to be real fun. Uh, this might become a new segment. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to sell Skunk Ape, all right? All right. This Elevator is a new pitch. segment called 60 Seconds to Sell Skunk Ape. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. There was an old lady in Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. She wrote to her local sheriff's and animal control department saying, Did somebody lose an orangutan? I, I, somebody's been stealing my apples in my backyard. Anyway, she goes out with her camera in the middle of the night. And she takes two pictures. She say, I managed to get two pictures. I wouldn't have seen it as it weren't for the flash. And on the second picture, it sort of it sort of started getting up and it showed it me showed me its teeth. These are the two pictures of the Mayaka skunk ape. Now, as you can see, there are thirty two seconds pictures, left. And you can see the canine teeth, the eye shine, and like she said in the second picture, it seems to be moving upward on the second, you know, kind of standing yeah. taller. Um but it displays the strange character- characteristics of uh, of something biological, something real. I mean, that, that one looks exactly like an orangutan, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's Five, not an orangutan. Four. How is it three, not? Couldn't two, it be? And it like one. Time's up. Oh. You have no other argument to make. 
Seth Morris, do you I'm believe not in skunk cake? I'm not convinced. <laughs> you didn't buy skunk cake? Uh, I got him to orangutan. Yeah. I think some weirdo could have let their orangutan out by accident. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. We might have to do that again. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, it's time for this week's story of high strangeness. Great. Can't wait. There's a great video you I would do, love I, I, of a guy in a canoe. He's out in this uh, in this swamp. Bryce, your time is up. You could have used that video. Well, I gotta say, you got to see this one. And he sees this creature sort of digging in the ground with these long arms. Now, this is in a swamp where there's water moccasins, gators. Yeah. So anybody fucking around out there is really risking their life. Yeah. And, and like the- hoping that somebody comes along to film them. Unless yeah. it's like some dude being like, hey, buddy, let's go. Out. It's you and right, me no, you going out it. in the swamp and doing it. You would love it. Well, next time. Oh, next time. This Another is awesome. 60 All right. seconds. Everyone, it's time for High Strangeness. Woohoo! Um, Seth, I think you'll like this one because, uh, and it's funny, you know, it, it's not too paranormal in nature. This is this is something real. This is, uh, you know, you can touch with your hands and uh, but the oh story. Boy, behind- where's this going? Oh my god! But the <laughs> oh, story he's buttoning, unbuttoning his pants. <laughs> well, just, no, first, it's real. Touch it. it is a phenomenon. <laughs> I want you to take two pictures of it. It's certainly haunted. On the second one, it's going to stand up a little taller and show you its teeth. <laughs> it's a shapeshifter. Now, anyone who can prove uh, shapeshifter in sixty seconds. Oh my god! Okay, I'm going to begin this story of high strangeness with a quote. This is from Thomas Malthus, an English scholar and philosopher. The superior power of population cannot be checked without producing misery or vice. The date was August 17, 1983. Russia had just launched a surprise nuclear attack against the United States, obliterating most of and if not all of Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C., With her defense capabilities still operable, Lady Liberty launches a counterattack, completely wiping out Moscow and its inhabitants. The World War would rage on for the next two years, leaving all of mankind without power, structure, and seemingly without hope. Yet a band of post-apocalyptic survivors heads southeast to none other than the state of Georgia. And after an exhausting trek, they stumble upon the small town of Elberton, where they encounter what they were looking for. A large megalithic monument made of granite, which held the keys to rebuilding society, marking the solstices, following the sun's movements, and laying out ten principles to live by. They planted their flag on the small barren hill and claimed it as the new capital city of New America. Now, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but... This is not the way it worked out during the height of the Cold War. That's what my dad told me. (laughs) (laughs) And thank God. But strangely enough, what did work out was when a mysterious man walked into the Granite City Bank in Elberton, Georgia, and laid bare his plans to build a megalithic structure that he would call the Georgia Guidestones, Mm. a Swiss army knife for the post-apocalyptic times. Have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? No. no. I feel like this has come up on Art Bell before. It might have. I've heard of the Georgia Satellites. Oh, really? What's the Georgia Satellites? Got a little change in my pocket going oh, jingling. Oh, God. Is that their name? Yeah. I fucking love that song. Man. I'm so glad I could remember those words. Oh, that's so great. Um, no, the, the Georgia... The Georgia Guidestones. Oh, I love it. In June of 1979, a man did just that. 
He spoke with the bank's president, Wyatt Martin, and showed him his plans to create four large granite pillars, five meters high and two meters wide, with a center pillar and a capstone. On each slab of granite would be carved in stone ten rules, or guiding principles for humanity to follow, should something like an apocalypse ever happen. They would be written out in all of the major languages of the world, feature astronomical alignments as well as, sun, as, well as a sundial, and the man would pay in cash, though he had one stipulation. He said he wanted to remain anonymous. When asked by Martin just why he wanted to do all this, his response was, let's just say I represent a small group of like-minded individuals who are concerned for mankind. Just me and my cats. <laughs> <laughs> what should I call you? Replied Martin. I'm a Christian, so you can call me R.C. Christian. Martin agreed to set up cool a... Cool name. <laughs> well, there's more uh, on that. Really... Stands for really cool. Really cool. <laughs> just R.C. Christ... Christian works. Martin agreed to set up... I also love R.C. Cola. Yeah, let's make sure you're holding that. Like, uh... Martin agreed to set up a bank account to which Mr. Christian could funnel his money to pay for the project while remaining anonymous. And although a little strange, perhaps it might bring some intrigue to the small town. Why not? It's America after all. Next, R.C. approached the Elberton Granite Finishing Company and commissioned the structure. Christian explained that the stones would function as a compass, calendar, and clock and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events. Joe Fendley of Elberton Granite assumed that Christian was a nut and attempted to, to discourage him by giving a quote several times higher than any project the company had taken. What it, year was this, I'm sorry? Uh, this was in 79, oh. height of the Cold War. Explaining that the Guidestones would require additional tools and consultants, but to his surprise, R.C. Christian accepted the rather large quote. Construction began, and on March 22, 1980, an unveiling ceremony was held in front of the massive structure. And when the curtains fell and the public saw for the first time the strange and unusual object, there was an audible gasp, especially <laughs> after having read the first guideline, which read... Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. And it was probably then that those involved in bringing Mr. R.C. Christian's plans to fruition were thinking just what the hell they got involved with. The messages engraved on the Georgia Guidestones were in eight different languages. One language on each face of the four large upright stones. Moving clockwise around the structure from due north, these languages were in English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. The guidelines read, Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Number three, unite humanity with the living new language. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition and all things with tempered reason okay hold on i just want to say mr christian we're four rules into this and i'm uh this feels a little vague <laughs> and the first three all seem to be about sex <laughs> number five protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts number six let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court number seven avoid petty laws and useless officials Hmm. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And number ten, 
be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. And on the large flat stone on top were four ancient languages in Sanskrit, Classical Greek, Egyptian hieroglyphic, and Babylonian cuneiform, which all read, Let these be guidestones to an age of reason. Now a few feet to the west of this monument, an additional granite ledger was set level with the ground. This tablet identifies the structure and the languages used on it. It lists various facts about the size, weight, and astronomical features of the stones, the date it was installed, and the sponsors of the project. It also speaks of a time capsule buried under the tablet, but spaces on the stone reserved for filling in the dates on which the capsule was buried and is to be opened have not been inscribed, so it's uncertain if the time capsule was actually put in place. And even more strange is R.C.'s Christian's name as the author under which is misspelled the word a pseudonym. Now the monument also has some astronomically aligned features that have caused some call it some to call it the America's Stonehenge. It has a channel through the stone which indicates celestial north pole. A horizontal slot indicates annual travel of the sun, allowing to determine the solstices, and a small hole on the center pillar where a sunbeam marks noontime throughout the year. So just who was this R.C. Christian? Just some rich eccentric who thought the world was getting a little overcrowded? We're seeing as how some people have called the monument the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. Perhaps he was a sinister Satanist, a witch or warlock. But for those who are more familiar with the occult, secret societies, and the like, one can't help but to recognize the pseudonym and see the initials of R.C. followed by the name Christian and immediately recognize the works as none other than one of the most secretive fraternal orders of all time, the Rosicrucians. <gasps> have you heard of the Rosicrucians? I have. Okay. The letters of R.C. were commonly used by the fraternal order and stood for Rosy Cross, their symbol and insignia, and Christian was the first name of their supposed mythical founder, Christian Rosencruz. Okay, so what is Rosicrucianism? And why are they creating what appears to be a pagan monument in the middle of Georgia? Rosicrucianism is a spiritual and cultural movement which arose in Europe in the early 17th century after the publication of several secret texts which purported to announce the existence of a hitherto unknown esoteric order to the world and made its knowledge attractive to many seeking enlightenment. The mysterious doctrines of the order is built on esoteric truths of the ancient past, which concealed from the average man, provide insight into nature, the physical universe, and the spiritual realm. The manifestos do not elaborate extensively on the matter, but clearly combine references to Kabbalah, Hermeticism, alchemy, and mystical Christianity. The Rosicrucian manifestos heralded a universal reformation of mankind through a science allegedly kept secret for decades until the intellectual climate might receive it. Might that time be now? Now, nobody really knows who started the Rosicrucian order, uh, but there have been some guesses. Some say it was a group of highly uh, intellectualized beings in 17th century Elizabethan Europe. Uh, the likes of Francis Bacon has been nominated. Even the Comte de Saint-Germain, who we spoke about on a prior 
tale of high strangeness. Bryce, I did research last week and Comte de St. Germain came up in the Mount Shasta stuff. Is that right? He appeared on Mount Shasta to a man named Guy Ballard who started the I Am movement. Oh my God. The Ascended Masters, that's what he claimed. And further research showed that some people think Francis Bacon and Comte de St. Germain are one and the same. And that they wrote the entire works of Shakespeare. That's now, true. do you know about I Am? Yes. He- Hebrews 3.14. Oh, yes. When Moses asked God who he could tell the Israelites was giving him the all this information. The, the burning, burning bush. bush. The, the Lord responded, you may tell him I am that I am. Yeah. In mm. other words, never mind who I am. I think, therefore, I am. Now, uh... Is this the scene? I am what I am. <laughs> That's where my mind got that. I am what I am. Ah, the Popeye defense. It was Popeye. Uh, is this the secretive group that Mr. R.C. Christian was talking about when he said, Our group feels by having our identity remain secret, it will not distract from the monument and its meaning. The message to be inscribed on the stones is to all mankind and is non-sectarian, nor nationalistic, nor in any sense political. The stones must speak for themselves to all who take note and should appeal to believers and non-believers wherever and at all times, he continued. So just who was this man who talked, who walked into Georgia's small town of Elberton, nicknamed the granite capital of the world, is not as important as the message itself. Now, um, it's strange. Uh, they found some digging, some old paperwork has come up. And there's some really interesting stuff to be revealed. And, and I think they might have a clue as to who the guy was representing. Robert C. Christian. Yeah, well, it was just a pseudonym. But they, I think yeah. they have an idea of who the guy might have been representing this group. But nonetheless, anybody who, you know, knows their stuff, I mean, you can pretty much claim that this was a Rosicrucian Are you, is monument. Is this your way of saying that you figured this out? No, not at all. Um on one of the papers they found uh, that he that he wrote to the banker, uh, to whoever, whoever comes upon this printing, contained herein are keys that have been awaited to be placed here in proper sequencing oh, and in proper order to announce the return and activation of those events of prophecy that signal these events. Those who have guided this mystery and who have guarded the evolution of the human species itself are returning. It has begun. And so that's it. That's the story of the Georgia Guidestones. Now... They've been a pretty controversial piece, and they've they've gone through some of their uh, some rather inornate graffitiing, or uh, what do you call that when you mark up a, a stri- tagging? Yeah, but there's a, a more maleficent word for it. Maleficent uh, is that the m- m- malignant vandalism? Uh, vandalism. Thank you. Oh, they thank you. They vandalize. You know, they. I they, think you need to find the word that you were looking for yeah, when you use maleficent. I like maleficent. Uh, Malevolent. People have been vandalizing this property for for some time. They're right, like death to the new world order, or, uh, or you know, uh, fuck globalism or whatever. But so it's caused a lot of controversy. Listen, the first mistake was building this in Georgia. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> well, I th- they, he did that because this was the granite capital of the world, and sure, and it was going to be the most. Um, you know, to to transport that amount of granite would have been just astronomical. But it was also. Um, is it in Athens? Uh, no, it's in a place called Elberton, about oh, seventy miles, yeah, I that. think, east of uh, east of Athens, 
and it's a rather strange monument. I mean, you hard it's hard to get the perspective of it, but it's 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 rather high. Well, we like to ask our guests. Yeah. Seth Morris, what the hell is that? Well, oh, what is it? Yeah, what what's up? What do you what's your take on this? I think it's yeah, some eccentric weirdos who who have this uh this sort of agenda. I don't think there's probably much real behind it, but I think I think the people that made it believed in it. Mm. Yeah. I don't see what their point like that I think that it's, it probably is what it claims to be, which is their idea of a guideline. I don't, I don't, nothing you said makes me think that it's some alter, ulterior motive of roping people in. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right on. I think, listen, this is uh there are modern Rosicrucian fraternities that, that still exist and they are a secretive order. They don't let their alumni be known. And uh, I do think this was a group of Atlantan uh, Rosicrucians who wanted to create this monument. Uh, like I said, this was the height of the Cold Atlantean War. Atlantean or Atlanta, Georgia? Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, the state of Atlanta. Oh, I know, I know. Lost <laughs> this Atlantean. Is, this uh, is turning out, I just got to say, this is turning out to be New Age November. And we <laughs> yeah. might have to claim it yeah. because between Mount Shasta and this story, we're getting into some New Age shit. Well, they call month. these the New Age commandments, you know. Right. But this is... Uh, the whole point of the the Rosicrucian movement in the 17th century was to give knowledge back to the people. Not a lot of people were illiterate, and these Rosicrucianists really felt were that, literate. Uh, yeah, were illiterate, and they felt that knowledge was being hoarded by the church yeah. and the pope. And he said so, we're illiterate. Is what did I, I heard that too? Were you saying we're illiterate or we're literate? Not a lot of people were literate. It was one of those that's what I meant. Double yeah, negative yeah, situations. Yeah. Okay, you said not a lot of people were illiterate. Oh, a I lot didn't... of people were illiterate. No, okay. yes, no, a lot of people were illiterate. Listen, the people so, know what people he means. Are, oh my god, a lot of people are jumping on us for. We're getting emails now. About I love our, emails. Our <laughs> misuse. There's a lot of made up words on so, this show. I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm policing our our yeah. language. A lot of people had a problem with the with the first guideline was to that maintain oh. a population under uh, under 500 million, and right. so many people took that as in little. What do you want us to wipe out six and a half billion? You know, so they yes. they thought that was like a pro abortion. Right. Pro oh, I child control, you know. Well, yeah. that's also the whole like fear of the new world order stuff mm. is that they're gonna that the Illuminati are gonna create a plague that wipes out more mm-hmm. than half the population. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's why the FEMA camps are all waiting to put us all into I see. plastic co- it can coffins. It get very conspiratorial. When well, really, and I- it goes against this. Is it goes against the yeah. idea of a lot of christian faith that you know god said go forth and be fruitful right but, but i wonder com- if there's also like a uh, some deep bible number of that this is how many people are yeah, supposed to I be well you know when asked about it he just said the guy said you know this is just something i've been meditating on for the last 20 years and i felt like this would be a good number one of the granite workers said this guy must be a, like a botanist or something because when describing the local f- flora and fauna he would use you know botanical terms of trees and bushes and mm. stuff like that so i think this guy was really 
in tune with nature. I mean, you know, the the, the line is... It doesn't sound like he has a family, I'm going to say. Not someone who's married with How much did it cost to make that, do you know? Well, yeah, so uh, an original quote, which he thought, which he worked out by other granite workers, should have been somewhere around 40000 But like I said in the story, they charged him almost three times just because it was such... You know, they don't do... Just because he's weird. Well, yeah. There's a weird... Still, that's not even that much money. They do personal monumenting work, so... but. But the whole thing ended up being around $250,000. He never got to finish his capstone, which would have looked like a pyramid on the top. And he also wanted to, he had plans for enclosing it in a circular granite stones, much like Stonehenge. So so he didn't ever get to finish his work. What happened to him? I thought you were going to say it was cost like you know, $30 million or something. No, so it yeah. could have been just one guy. I was thinking it was a conglomerate of people. Yeah. It could have just been one. Well, this is guy. A rich... He did say, I represent a group of like-minded individuals. Yeah, so. I think he was probably, to me, my, just just me mm-hmm. shooting, shooting the moon here? What are we talking yeah. about? I'm just like, sounds to me like a rich, eccentric, local, maybe part of a local... Rosicrucian fraternity or New Age fraternity yeah. in Georgia, or maybe just all by himself, yeah. who's got a lot of money from family member, like a rich grandma who died, and he's yeah. like, I'm a lone man, I'm lonely, here's what I think about, here's what I think uh, we should do. When the commandments I w- have a real kind of libertarian vibe to them yeah. as yes. well, the whole like, yeah. limit bureaucratic government just yeah. like yeah. throwing that one in there. Some with... people thought it was Ted Turner who who, uh, who had put these uh, who had funded the project. Ted Turner's like <laughs> that would be great. I have better things. Yeah, to do. I know. You know, I this was... reminds me of like the, you know you see like people driving around with trucks like mm. like weird personal. I mean, this is a specific example. Lately, I saw somebody uh, not as friendly messaging, but was like really putting some like driving around a truck with like some real a particular biblical language on there. Oh, right. Just reminding people that white people are the best. Oh, and, you know, oh, and it's okay. like they drive around. He was driving around North mm. Hollywood with that on his car. And I was like, so, you know, well, you know, give yeah. that man $250,000. He might put See this what he'll stuff. Build. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy, fortunately, seems a little bit more enlightened. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I'd he's, be like he's like a hippie libertarian. He's like a hippie libertarian. Well, he's yeah. a Rosicrucian. He's like into nature, but also right. like, he's, a he's a Rosicrucian. Hates bureaucracy. Um, and they wrote the entire works of Shakespeare, so that's said to be something. Um, but I would be remiss <laughs> to not point out that on the top of this slab was another point of controversy. Uh which looked like to some some sort of sacrificial altar Ooh. and some some stain that still remains on top of there today. Uh, even today, you know, a lot of witches <laughs> will come by and uh, they'll do pagan rituals. And the and the plot of land was actually given back to the county of Elbert. Oh. He said this would be the you know it w- I would it would I don't want to keep the deed. I want to give this to the county of Elbert. It would be the best way for it to last in perpetuity. This reminds me a lot but, of the Coral Castle, which has also been called the Stonehenge of America. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the South and just eccentric white men building stuff with big rocks and yeah. putting some cool ideas. There's a place called the Garden of Eden, actually, in Kansas. Uh, Western Kansas, this guy built, like, a concrete kind of art installation that was all about, like, the man, the, the corporate man hunts the working man who mm. hunts, like, 
the the impoverished man who hunts the animals, who hunts the birds, who hunt, you know, yeah, like he's building this like thing, and then he built like a little like pyramid and this whole rock garden, and he put him buried himself there, and you can actually look into his coffin and see him. <laughs> There's something about yeah. like well, if history has shown us artists anything, and granite and rock and concrete, yeah. and just nothing lonely lasts men who more wanted... than 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 stone. That's and, true, and the pyramids yeah. and Stonehenge and and other. Uh, you know, sites around the globe, uh, they last longer than the written word. They leave a trail, and you know, probably this group was like, "Let's leave something behind that'll last uh, yeah. for longer than us." Yeah, yeah, you say group. I think it's one guy. I wonder I really if they'll do. leave that there if the if the county owns it. They've now. come to claim it as as part of their own now. They yeah. they, they 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 don't mind people the, yeah. the weirdness attracted to it. They just don't Probably want it. In they don't want it vandalized. Bucks. It has cameras now pointed oh. on it 24/7. So uh, I like you to know, see that. They that look to cool. protect it and stuff like it's that. It's probably and, bringing in a little change. Yeah, people from all over the world come to come to see these uh, Georgia Guidestones. My takeaway from this is we should build a monument out of yeah. stone oh, to Bigfoot. We're going to build a monument. If yeah, you're going to build the a final monument, goal of the show. Yeah, Seth, if you're going to build a monument out of stone, <laughs> like if your wife and child are like, just whatever you want to do. We're as long as you're healthy and happy, Seth. Yeah, you know, like if your family's like, yeah, great. He, you know, as long you know, no one's like putting you in the hospital. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. What would you? What, what am would, I gonna build a yeah, stone what monument? Would your about? big artistic message uh, of a monument be? Oh, I probably would pro- probably. I'm wearing a Willie Nelson shirt. It would probably be like a giant Willie Nelson statue. <laughs> <I> like <laughs> that. What would Willie do? <laughs> That's it. great. And him wearing a t-shirt of you. Yeah. Whoa. There you go. Dude. Dude. I yeah. love it. That's great. Well, thanks so much. That's yeah. A, oh, that, this is awesome. Thank that's you so much. Great, I had a great Seth, time. Thanks for so much for being on the show. Um uh I you know, I've been thinking now we're in year three. I always go plugs, you have plugs. And you know, that's not fun for a Bigfoot uh podcast to, you know, just say what do you have anything to plug? So I would like now to say instead of anything to plug, I'd like to say like Bigfoot, Seth. Where in the woods can you be found? Oh, I like, I like that. that. Uh, you can hear me now on the uh, current ep- uh, current season of uh, Big uh, Big Mouth. I almost so said good. Bigfoot. That's um, what we want. And um, that, that's that's right. probably the safest awesome. thing. Right Are now. you on? I'm on Instagram, Instagram and I we'll I use it less stuff. and less. Okay. But I you know Twitter well, I find too oh toxic. Boy. So I'm Instagram out of there. So yeah. more and more. Uh, but we'll tag you in all this yeah, stuff. Thank you. Uh, Bryce, Expedition Bigfoot. Yeah, Expedition Bigfoot uh, Travel Channel. Watch it. Uh, let me know what you think. Comment here. Great. And Riley. November 8th at the... Uh, oh, we're past that oh, point, baby. It, <laughs> All right, well, hey, time works in strange ways. It was, it was great seeing you at the show. <laughs> what was spin- Does Spindrift have a website? Probably. Okay, great. You find it, you assholes. Uh, Check out the latest season of Robot Chicken. I wrote on that. And, of course, you can usually find me uh, the first Sunday of every month at UCB Franklin uh, uh, at Gravid Water. So check that out. Uh, uh, Once again, I want to thank our guest, Seth Morris. Until next week, I remain Michael McMillan for Bryce Johnson and Riley Bray. And until next time, good night. Go get regret. Awesome. 
Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.